We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, game one in the books. Welcome to the Sooner Sports Podcast. Along with Toby Rowland, I'm Chris Plank. And I don't know, Tiro, maybe one of the more anticipated weeks we've had for Sooner football. In, well, I don't want to say quite a while. I mean, last year had a week leading up to Ohio State, too. But tough loss to Houston. Maybe tempered that just a bit. Yeah, I would say the combination of this past week anticipating Lincoln Riley's first game, which was... A three-month anticipation. Yes. And this week, with a monster showdown like this of uh, two of the all-time great programs in this sport, I don't know that we've had back-to-back weeks with anticipation levels this high in a while. I'm sure I'm sure somebody could think about uh, what might rival it, but it's way up there. It's way up there. And it's one of those weeks, Chris, and you and I are a lot alike in this regard, where you got to kind of temper it. You got to kind of pace it. It's Monday as we speak right now. And you will be, I will be exhausted by Thursday. <laughs> if you don't try to think about something else a little bit, because if uh, if I allow myself, I won't sleep very well this week. I'll be so excited. I, I think that's what happened to me on Thursday, to be honest with you, this week is you get so excited about the opener. And you think about all the things you want to talk about and all the things you want to focus on. And you make all these notes. And let's see, what, what year, is this seven for us together? Yes. Okay. I'm on seven different, seven, seven different ways now in which I go about keeping information on the sideline. <laughs> I hope this is the way that sticks. But How did it go? Did you like the new method? I did and I didn't. Uh-oh. I'm going with like index cards okay. on one of my 
I found something that I'll have to show it to you. It's hard to explain, but it's got a hard. This is good for behind the scenes for yeah. people to know because I was on the sidelines, but only for two years. I right. haven't done it for as long as you, but you've got a microphone in one hand. Right. And you, you've got liner all your cards. reads, liner yep. cards, and perhaps something you want to take notes on. On the other hand, you've got a, a pen. Right. Somehow yep. you got to juggle yep. if you want to make some notes or questions you want to ask somebody in the post game. You've got a mic pack. You've got a mm-hmm. uh, got a, a listen back pack. You've got, got a listen IFB. back pack, which is a better name for it than what it's actually called. I like that. <laughs> There's a lot going on on you. You're kind of like a pack mule down. And there. I can't and I can't do the fanny pack. I just can't. It, it when would you be, can, you're choosing not to. It would be the perfect mm-hmm. remedy for this problem, probably. But I think Baker would give me so much grief, I wouldn't uh-huh. be able to handle. You know, maybe I didn't get a hand warm. Maybe that's, that's one of those hand warmer things. It's tough but, when it's ninety. So I had to. I was nervous about that, you know, because I have this whole new system, and I want to make sure we have good notes. And I don't think I slept on Thursday, and then that affects you on Friday. And you know, it was also funny because I had forgotten. I guess I can say this now that you got it. I'd forgotten about the names to send you for the pregame. Yeah, you got me. It's I good. You, I got you on Friday night. See, Ken, I got you on Friday night kind of late so i'm sorry about that and then i realized oh wait there's one guy who didn't show up that's yeah. a starter but yeah so it was kind Mike of a crazy Houck, week uh came to the rescue on that by the way i don't even know if i told you you got all the names because i was out of town on media day right for our starting lineups except for parnell motley or maybe you got him and it didn't come out for some reason we didn't have parnell motley. and i remember him being there which is what's driving me crazy about this so uh i messaged mike Houck, our media relations guy and said hey Probably a long shot, but if you see Parnell Motley today, could you get him to rattle off Are you serious? things for me? And he kind of messaged me back, probably not going to happen. Right, right, right. Meanwhile, you send me a uh, something from Sooner Vision on right. Friday, which would have worked perfectly fine, but then about an hour after you sent me that, I got a message from Mike Houck with Parnell Motley. He tracked him down. He oh, got wow. Parnell for us on Friday night, so we were... Uh, Locked and loaded. This is way more behind the scenes yeah, information. Yeah, than maybe this want. is more for your class uh, on Sept- <laughs> September 20th when I come and talk to him. But d- back to the original point to circle it all the way back. I, I feel what you're saying and I hear what you're saying and you're 100% right because it hit me this past week. You know, to where we had we paced ourselves and we had waited. You got tired. I, I got to Thursday and I was like, I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm watching your coach's show. I'm watching. Uh, the huddle with Ted. I'm watching the assistant coaches show. Uh, I even went back and watched. I was a part of the Facebook Live depth chart release, and we ended up doing it. On that Sunday was sports. cool. I watched that again, even though I was a part of it. It's so. easier on the road, I think. I think you're right. Because you get to a hotel on a Friday night, and at least for me, and you're like me, I'm not really interested in going and finding a scene. No. Nah. I'm interested in locking myself in the room and getting a good night's rest, and there's not... There's not a bunch of stuff going on, especially if you got a night game on Saturday. Mm-hmm. You can get a little more rest, I think, on the road than you can at home, ironically. So I'm excited. Um, I guess to again circle back, I'm very pumped about this week. And it was funny because in talking to the players, we just wrapped up the Lincoln Rally press conference. That seemed to be kind of a common theme, a common question, which is, hey, how do you control your emotions this week? Because you would have to imagine. I mean, look at the. Look at the graphic ESPN was using all night long last night. Mm-hmm. JT Barrett. Versus Baker Mayfield, Baker with the sh- up, mm-hmm. the, the, the finger up too. So, I mean, come on. Yeah. If if that doesn't get you excited, <laughs> what's going You're to? You're going to see it a hundred times. Oh this my! Week, so. and, and then they drop. You know, another thing that was great is the uh, football. Football has, I, I believe, I don't know if it's considered a grad assistant, but they have someone who was in charge of doing some videos for them. Mm-hmm. And 
they dropped that video on Thursday night. Or maybe it was Friday night with Lincoln Riley. And you're in it when I mean, you're putting on oh, your headset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see that yeah, one? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, <laughs> we'll try to pace ourselves. But I think it's going to be a challenge, Toby, because this is this is the game this weekend. This is what everyone's going to talk about in college football. Yeah. You know, the challenge there is once you're in the game, emotions are bubbling so high and you got 100,000 people and the importance of the game and those uniforms and trash talking's going on, you know that, that you don't want to do something to cost your team. And personal fouls are really easy to pick up in games like that and a little shoving after the play when you should have just kept your composure. You hope that doesn't happen. But on the other side, man, I mean, you want – this is what it's about. This is why these guys – come to places like Oklahoma and Ohio State is to get to play in games like this. Yep. In the regular season, in front of your home fans or going into true road environments, experiencing a game at the Horseshoe or at Florida State or at Tennessee or some of these great venues we've had a chance to go to in recent years and some of the places coming up like that. And so to some extent, you want to control your emotions so that you don't pick up a silly penalty. But on the other hand, man, that's this is that's what, what it's, it's about. about. You're going to be running. We're all going to be churning high on the <laughs> uh, on the RPMs come Saturday night, and uh, it's going to be fun. This is going to be great. And I, I think Oklahoma's got a chance, Chris. I, I really do. I do. I, I think that um, they did not play very well against Ohio State last year. And they got gradually better as the season went along. Baker didn't play well. They they dropped some passes. They had some silly penalties. Defensively, they were confused all night. And give Ohio State credit for all that, I, I know. But I think this is a better football team than it was when Ohio State came to Norman last year. And we'll see. Maybe that Ohio State def- defensive line will overwhelm <laughs> Oklahoma. But I think we're in for a treat. I do too. And I think everyone, um, I thought everyone was great today. The unfortunate news that came out of the presser is, if you were paying attention, is that Jordan Parker mm. is officially done for the season. Um, it's amazing to think that a guy that was playing at his level is lost for the year. And with the way that Motley has stepped up, it concerns you because it's a sure. it's quality player. But uh, it with Trey Norwood stepping up and then Trey Brown stepping up as well too, you feel a little bit better, but you hate, you hate to see that for a guy like Jordan Parker who really had come on last year. You hate it for Jordan. Um, it takes a position where you felt really good about your depth and suddenly that's gone. And you hear great things about Trey Brown and Trey Norwood and they were obviously very highly recruited and I think they're going to be excellent players, but they haven't, they haven't been out there in the fire yet. They got a little playing time on a Saturday, but I mean in the fire. They haven't right. been in the fire. And so I think Oklahoma's great with Jordan Thomas and Parnell Motley, but you can't lose another one. You know, I mean, you, they, those guys now have to stay healthy or you're putting a true freshman out there. As it pertains, though, to Saturday, and Lincoln mentioned this in Monday's press conference, he feels like they cover better in the secondary now than they did a year ago. And obviously, that was an issue a year ago with Noah Brown getting four touchdowns and they kept abusing Oklahoma with that same play over and over again. And I think that that is one of the things that gives you hope or confidence that Oklahoma has a better chance to win this game. And I mentioned this uh, on the press conference show, but Oklahoma's got to be the team to make the big plays in this game. 
Ohio State, to their credit, did it a year ago. Noah Brown did it a year ago. Time and time and time again, he made big plays. And when we are sitting on that airplane on the way home Saturday night and you're going through the highlight reel of the big plays in that game, there's got to be more Oklahoma highlights than Ohio State highlights. What? Um, boy, where do we even start? I think they learned. I think that's the one thing that we we were taught, if you will, today is that Oklahoma learned a lot from the way that they went in to yesterday's, yesterday's last year's game. Uh, Stephen Parker, Orlando Brown, Oboe, Baker Mayfield. I mean, we'll hear from them later this week on the podcast, but they all said, hey, we learned a little bit about preparation and they haven't lost since. So you're going into a tough environment, but Toby, if there was a lesson that it appeared this team learned from last year's game, it's how to prepare. I mean, it, is that, is that kind of a – or maybe to make sure that fo- that focus is fine-tuned maybe is a better yeah. way to put it. I think you had a team last year in Oklahoma that was kind of searching for itself. Yeah, yeah, good point. And they lost the Houston game. There was confusion about a couple of spots on the field, you know, that, that cornerback position and uh, even the linebacker position was a little bit up in flux. And I don't think Baker we, – we didn't know yet what D.D. Westbrook was. I mean, he hadn't really emerged That's right. at that point last year. And so it was an Oklahoma team still early in the season coming off a Houston upset, upset searching for itself. And then here comes Ohio State and just smacked them. I mean, they just came in and they, they knocked them silly. I mean, they were the more physical team by a lot. And Oklahoma's down. Bada boom, bada bing, they're down. And, and then they're really searching for themselves. So... I think the difference there is not in Ohio State because I think Ohio State's going to come in and they're going to be physical and they're going to hit them in the mouth and all that kind of stuff. Ohio State knows what it is. I think Oklahoma, having won 11 in a row, um, has a has a better confidence about itself, a better swagger to it, a better spirit to itself right now than they did a year ago at this time. Uh, and that's even without some guys who were obviously significant pieces to the puzzle a year ago. But defensively, I think they're in a better place. That's now seven straight games where they are allowing less than 20 points a game and opposing quarterbacks are completing less than 50% of their passes. Uh, Offensively, we don't yet quite know who the stars are going to be to emerge, Mm -hmm. but it looks like Mark Andrews, might be a guy, and I think C.D. Lamb's about to be a guy, and they certainly have a lot of weapons. Whoever ends up being the stars, they've got a lot of weapons, and Baker has trust in this offensive line, and Dimitri Flowers. I just think they're in a better place. I mean, that's a long answer to say emotionally, mentally, physically, I think they're in a better place to handle this game than they were a year ago, even though they're on the road. Here's the thing that concerns me the most, thinking about Saturday, and I noticed this last year with Ohio State, and then for some reason the Clemson game, when when we lost to Clemson in the Final Four, stood out. Really good teams find your vulnerability, and they just exploit it. You know, they they saw that Oklahoma was, and and I I guess we could even use the Cougar, the Houston game from last year too. They saw vulnerability at one corner, they attacked it. Ohio State didn't throw the ball like that the rest of the year. Noah Brown didn't have a game like that the rest of the year, and then. They realize that, hey, they've got a guy out there playing a quote-unquote hybrid linebacker position that can't handle 
our running game. We're going to go with this over formation and go right at him. Right. And Urban Meyer exploited that weakness. I was thinking about Clemson in the post game whenever uh, uh, Dabo. Dabo, thank you. When Dabo Sweeney had said, you know, we, we knew they had a freshman out there at left tackle. And we knew that, you know, there were some things we could do to try to exploit that. That's my one concern thinking about a true freshman at linebacker mm-hmm. at, at the Mike linebacker position. And I can't, I mean, we, we have the benefit of one of the greatest line, maybe the best, two of the best linebackers in Oklahoma football history on a pregame show in Rufus Alexander. And of course, Teddy Lehman, but that's, that's my one major concern for us on Saturday night, because that's a pretty good coaching trio in Shiano with the defensive coordinator, uh, Kevin Wilson is their offensive coordinator and Urban Meyer. And I think they'll see that. And I think they're going to try to do whatever they can to really challenge it. So Kenneth Murray's the guy, Toby, I'm, I'm telling you right now, as we tape this at one thirty on Labor Day, Kenneth Murray's in my spotlight this weekend, man. <laughs> You're claiming I, it. Huh? I'm claiming it right now because I think that's a key <laughs> position come Saturday night. for It's him. a legitimate concern. Um, you've got an immensely talented kid, but he's in game two and you've got a running, a running game. J.K. Uh, Dobbins is really good, obviously. Oh, he was awesome. You've yeah. got speed in the passing game and Paris Campbell and friends. You've got a quarterback who can throw it and run it. And so you got the zone read to worry about. And you've got a middle linebacker in game two trying to figure all that out. That's worrisome. Yeah. I think that's worrisome. And how Kenneth Murray plays defensively will be a big storyline that we're talking about post game. He's got a chance to be a hero. Oh, absolutely. He's got a chance to for the world to be spinning a little too fast. On the other hand, I think the same situation exists for Ohio State in their defensive backfield. They lost three fourths of their defensive backfield to the NFL last year. And they've got some youngsters who, like Kenneth Murray, are extremely talented and are going to be great, but they're in game two. And now here comes Baker Mayfield. And so I think whereas that was a strength for Ohio State a year ago, and they were all over the Sooner receivers last year, I think there's an opportunity for Oklahoma to exploit their youth in some of the complicated things OU does with their passing game. Um, There's a lot going on there in what Lincoln Riley is putting out on the field offensively. And now you mix in not one, but two tight ends and guys catching the ball out of the backfield and speed on the edges. And um, I'm with you. I think Kenneth Murray is a major concern. And I think if you're Urban Meyer, you're not sleeping well thinking about your young defensive backs against Baker Mayfield. It's going to be a challenge. Hey, a couple of quick things. Did you get a chance to talk to Bob Stoops on Saturday at all? N- not on Saturday. I saw him on Friday uh, we went to uh, I went to interview Lincoln for our pregame mm-hmm. radio interview, and after I left his office, I came down the elevator and got off the elevator. There was Bob <laughs> getting on the elevator, and it was a funny moment because for so many years we had seen each other on Fridays, and I said, "Hey, I'm here. I had you know I had my recorder. I was like, hey, I'm here to do the pregame interview, and it's not you.'" And he started laughing, but uh, I think I think I know where he was. I know where he was on Saturday, but I didn't want to bother him. He was trying to. Keep a low profile, but uh, great to see. He looks, he looks relaxed and happy, and and I it would have been fun to watch him on Saturday <laughs> to know exactly how relaxed he was during the game. Was he on edge and tense and into it? Because those are his guys. 
or was he able to disconnect and relax and enjoy it like a fan? I don't know. And then the uh, the other thing I was going to bring up as uh, as we wrap things up here on the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented in part by the Riverwind Resort and Allstate Insurance. Um, how do you pace yourself this week? <laughs> I mean, I know we have we're sitting here taping this on a holiday. Mm-hmm. You're getting ready to go home. I'm keeping you from cooking out right now. Uh, <laughs> no, we're, no, we're, no, we're no. going to stay at a hotel because our AC is out now. If uh, our AC was out tomorrow, come over the house tonight, maybe we should. Okay. That's all Emma's talked about is seeing Chloe. Okay, um, and we have to drive to. <laughs> we'll Blanchard. put some extra steaks on the. We have to drive to Blanchard for softball practice. Oh no! But I know, right? But I mean. How do you pace yourself? And knowing that we're going to travel on Friday, probably lose a little bit of time, even though we do gain research time in the air. I, what about for you? What's what's this week like for the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland? I think you just kind of lose yourself in the work. You know, there's a lot of stuff to do. There's, uh, there's a lot of stuff that we do in a week to get ready for three hours. It's a little, I think my wife once sometimes says, That's it. you do all this for three hours. <laughs> So there's a lot of stuff to be done. This will be a heavier media week than normal, obviously, because there's so much national attention on this game. So there'll be a lot of uh, radio interviews and podcasts and like things this. of that sort. Not not as prestigious right. as this podcast. Oh, absolutely. Just shooting up the uh, iTunes charts. But all that stuff gets ramped up in a week like this. And um, it's just kind of, you kind of go down the checklist and you see what needs to be done and you keep checking it off and you hope you can get it done before that plane takes off on Friday. And then once, you know, once you get up into uh, Columbus, you can kind of lose yourself in the excitement of it all because, um, I mean, that's why we do it. We, game day is going to be there too. You game day is going to be there and, and we're probably going to find somewhere with some decent food Friday night for the radio crew to go eat and, uh, it's going to be a fun, it's going to be a fun environment, but. I don't know. Ask me on Sunday because <laughs> sometimes sometimes weeks like this can be exhausting and, and they get away from you. I think we fit in a little bit of a preview in there, don't you? I think we we, we got a little bit of we a We talk some O-line okay. and D-line right. and receivers and big plays and Baker and freshmen. Okay. Yeah, we talked a little bit of football. I just want to make sure. We'll go uh, all in next, uh, next episode, which will drop on Friday morning. Until then, Toby, thank you. Thank you. We'll see you guys next week. Remember to subscribe, SoonerSports.tv slash podcast, and we'll see you Friday morning. And until then, Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. 